Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several of my friends this morning. We've got the funniest Italian in crypto and the top crypto researcher on the planet, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Welcome in. Always happy to have you. From Nest to Nodes, no, from Nodes to Nest, he is the best. Mario, the Node Defender, is joining us this morning. Andrew, the passive income and airdrop expert, also known as the Cashflow King, Mr. Andrew Cashflow, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in. And we've got our market analysis specialist and NFT innovator, Selman G, also known as G Investing here. So very excited to have all of you. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing bullish news all over as Miami's Bitcoin week comes to a close. We have the third wealthiest man in Mexico expecting Bitcoin to rally as hyperinflation is on the horizon. PayPal founder and close friend of Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, says Bitcoin will do a 100x, pointing to Warren Buffett as a key enemy of our industry. We tell you what to look for as the billionaires continue to back Bitcoin. Twitter is gearing up to add Dogecoin as adoption continues. And we have CME Group announcing a new cryptocurrency reference rate leading to more exposure from banks and institutions into the crypto market. And of course, we have some Ripple XRP news this morning as Ripple gets a massive win against the SEC as Hinman is exposed for picking winners and losers. He even got an official warning from the SEC Ethics Council. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I'd love to start the morning off with some introductions. We'll hop over to Mr. Johnny Crypto. How are you feeling on this Monday morning? Good morning. I'm still battling K19, as they like to call it out there. So uh, but, yeah, I'm hanging in there and I'm uh, just happy to be here with the boys. As always, we'll go to Mr. Andrew Cashflow. Good morning or good afternoon, I should say. I know it's 5 p.m. in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's, it's in, indeed, it's 5 p.m. in the Netherlands. So everything is well. I had a wonderful weekend. I see excellent buying opportunities, but I will leave it to, to G to, sell, to tell something about it. But uh, it, it all looks great. Yes, we'll go over to Selman next. Good morning, Selman. Happy to have you. How are you feeling on this Monday? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Um, well, I mean, market is tanking, which is for some maybe super scary, for some a great opportunity. And we're going to talk about that. But like, yeah, it's a fresh new start into the week. So very happy to be here. Hey, if Elon Musk is bullish, I'm bullish. We'll go over to the man who <laughs> defends the nest better than anyone else. Mario, good morning, brother. Happy to have you. Good morning, Avs. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, good morning, everybody watching. And I don't. I no longer defend nests. I'm back to just being the no defender. So <laughs> I do still defend my nests, but I, I had to go back to my roots and 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 take my name back again. I'm sure your followers are happy. We were getting a little worried there. I saw some conversations on Twitter. People are saying, <laughs> "Did he abandon the nodes?" There's no way. Absolutely not. But we'll start this thing the same way we always do with our Good Morning Crypto <laughs> channel at Three TGM Crypto on Twitter where you get to interact with all of us, and we love talking to you guys, so please go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We'll always respond. We've got the Fear and Greed Index showing a 32 this morning. We are teetering just above that extreme fear range, but we're not far away from where we were last week sitting at a 37, so we'll skip the comments on the Fear and Greed Index, and we'll hop into the total market cap. We are back below $2 trillion, sitting at $1.875 trillion this morning. Bitcoin sitting above 40000 at 40800 Ethereum sitting just above three grand. XRP is 70 cents, people. Oh my goodness, I hadn't seen that yet. Solano is at 102. Cardano is at 94 cents. We'll scroll down to Stellar here. Kronos is 41 cents. Cosmos, $25. And Stellar is 18 cents. We are back below that 20 cent range. I'd love to get some comments from Selman to begin with. Is there anything you're watching in this, this morning? And what are your thoughts on this pullback? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm actually... Uh, looking forward to buy more into some metaverse projects because I think these um, mid cap coins or um, even a little bit of micro cap coins could do pretty pretty well if um, Bitcoin finally goes back up again. And well, you you guys already know um, I'm a huge fan of the moon phases. And I said, guys, 
Um, we had a nice rally for two to three weeks, and we need some cool off. Of course, anything above 42,500 would have been great, but now seeing Bitcoin trading below uh, below 41k now is of course a little risky. Now it's um, the big question is like um, are like are we close to the bottom? And let's discuss that. And that's something that we're trying to figure out on this channel constantly. So we'll let you do a little bit of market analysis if you have the time and kind of show people what's going on from a price chart standpoint. But I'd love to get some comments from the group before we hop into that. So Andrew Cashflow, is there anything you're watching in the market this morning? Yeah, uh, going down. And I mean, I'm, I'm trading with contrarian momentum. And currently I'm looking at the one hour chart for Ethereum. And it's about, it's below 20, the, 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 the RSI. I mean, wow. this is such an excellent opportunity to to buy a little bit for trading purposes and uh, for for Bitcoin the same. So, yeah, you know, I uh, I'm, I know I'm not worried about anything. I mean, it, it will go up, up, up. But you know, we have volatility, and I try to 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 take a little bit of advantage of the volatility, and uh, that's uh, that's a nice game. Exactly, it's a fun game, especially if you're winning. Johnny Crypto, how are you feeling? You know, I'm looking at. Uh... The one that I've, that I've got my eye on recently is WadsPay, WTK. So it's pulling back today. It's a good opportunity. I may, you know, I'll, I'll look to see where she pulls back. I may try to grab some more of that, put that in my bags. I like the tokenomics of it. I think it's uh, got some solid, um, solid potential upside in the long run. And it's got some, the company, the connections, the leadership. So WTK is the one I got my eyes on, abs and what better time to start pulling it in, grabbing some more as we uh, we see this pullback. And I'm really excited to see if we're going to hold this $40,000 mark because if we do dip below the $40,000, it looks like our next level of support is that $38,000 mark, I do believe. I'd like to get some comments from Mario, and then we'll kick it to Selman for some technical analysis. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, I'm not really uh, accumulating right now. Um, I, I am just kind of seeing where the market goes. I'm not a day trader, so I don't really do so much active trading. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to see where the market is going to take us as far as price momentum. I do expect that we will see some kind of bullish, bullish momentum resume at some point. Um, I did invest in a couple of projects last week, so I don't really have that much money on the sidelines right now to be going in. But if I did, I probably would. Um, just looking at the market at some of the coins that we know are still suppressed. I think XRP is still a great great project to keep accumulating for those that are looking to make entries into the market, not financial advice, but it's just something I would do personally. Um, WTK has been getting a lot of attention out there. Johnny has been tweeting about it a lot. And I do see a lot of, um, a lot of potential there, especially because of the partnerships too. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for those of you that are new to the space. Um, you know, accumulate the dips. Uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be scared. This is probably the, 5,000th time that I've seen the market dip. So it comes to a point that you just become immune to it. Uh, it's sort of like Johnny. He's going to be immune to, to K19 now for a few months. <laughs> so, you know, once you're in the market for a while, you know, you see 10%. It's like, eh, it's just 10%. It's not a big deal. I'm totally with you. And I'm still very bullish, especially long term. There's nothing changing for me. And it's just exciting to see some of these dips and some of these buying opportunities. 70 cent XRP. My bags are packed but I'm so tempted to go in on that buy. And just to tell people what we're doing, I did begin my dollar cost average process on WTK last week. So that's something we're going to be updating you guys on for a few weeks going forward. I'd love to kick it to Selman here and get some technical analysis. Uh, you're muted, Selman. Yep. So guys, I'd like to show you this chart here, right here. So a possible scenario right now is this channel here. So everybody's Ooh. talking about it right now also. Yeah. Um, but like we wanted to um, exclude that for now, since you know we were expecting um, a good support probably here at um, like forty-three k, forty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Now, of course, breaking that support, it has been you know a bearish scenario. But we we got this channel formation here, and the big question is: Are we going to hold that support at around thirty-nine thousand um, five hundred dollars? Now, if we check out some on-chain metrics, you guys can see that we got some support at, on average, 40300 but a good one at 38900 So um, 39K is pretty much possible. But there is one thing. The last couple of days, I guess it was like Friday, Saturday, Saturday, I was like, uh, guys, follow me on Twitter for sure. I'm, I'm doing these updates there. 
I was just um, very scared about the fact that retail investors are super confident in, and, and you guys can check out the long short ratio. It's at 2.38. Anything above two is two, it's overheated. It means people are too confident. The retailers are so confident they're over leveraged. Like they go in uh, on futures trade and, and, and with high leverage, they're trying to trade Bitcoin and they're too uh con convinced and whenever that happens usually what the market does it's um they're getting punished and huge liquidation and that was the thing so we got open interest so more money is coming in yes uh but like uh it's currently you know long positions that probably you know they need to uh close because if you open a long position you need to close it by selling and a short position you need to buy in order to close that uh, contract and in this case probably the reason why open interest is also rising is not only a lot of people are now getting in and uh, opening long positions but also they need to, they are forced to um, close their uh, contracts so unfortunately that kind of scenario is of course uh, causing that liquidation which is normal when people are too confident and even here, the active address sentiment indicator, the market was still and is still overheated. We need to see a cool off in order to get back in. Now, we haven't seen that coming for a while now, even though Bitcoin dropped to 44K. So now the big question is, um, are we going to see great support and sideways action above 38, 39K? I mean, here we need sideways action. If we continue sideways action, the metrics will cool off and we are about to go back up. I personally believe, you know, I was saying that nonstop. I am a huge fan of the moon phases. And if you check out the moon phases, we are currently in the new moon phase. But the full moon phase is coming Saturday, 16th of April. It could happen a couple days before or a couple days after, after the uh, full moon um, that we see a bottom. So I personally believe this is a cool off phase and the next full moon, just like we had last month, it's going to come and we're going to see another rally. This is my prediction. Of course, all prediction, never trust any prediction. You need to have your own game plan. Anyone who is buying strategically, um, dollar cost averaging is always the winner in the long run. So guys, this is my game plan. I believe this week we are going to see um, a sideways action. We're going to see the bottom coming. This is very important, guys. Another very important on-chain metrics that I'd like to share with you guys. You guys know we had a huge outflow the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Now it's decreasing again. So inflow is coming. But, of course, outflow is still very high. 50,000, 50,500 Bitcoins have been uh, taken off of exchanges uh, yesterday. And um, what this could mean is Bitcoin's price will go up, in my opinion, and while it goes up, we will see inflow again. And that's where I'm going to start taking profits again. And that's also where the fear and greed index will go back to uh, to normal, to neutral and higher. But keep an eye on that, guys. This is, um, in my opinion, another area for me, at least for my risk, where I'm going to buy. But definitely take. Uh, don't forget that we have the risk to drop below this trend. If we do so, we we might see more bearish actions. But my personal opinion is we are about to see another leg up. So it's gonna be April is gonna be bullish in my opinion. And there's some positive news here. We had Terra now holds 1.7 billion worth of Bitcoin after adding another 179 million dollars worth this weekend. A ton of bearish, I mean, bullish price action. But what I'm wondering from you, Salman, is do you have any short-term targets in particular that you're expecting when we break out of that channel? Yeah. So, um, of course, one one uh, important resistance will be, of course, of 48,000, especially when you check out the on-chain metrics. You can see, you know, here based on the 15% upside, 46,000 on average. But on the macro, you can see on average $47,600 <laughs> is the um, – like average where the retailers bought majority of, uh, you know, the investors or retailers here that bought the top. And that's going to be a huge resistance uh, since these people have been sitting here for a very long time. 47 to 48 K is key, especially when you check out the channel. This is basically 48 K resistance, perfect resistance zone, 48,000. We need to break above. If we do so, we actually with this cool off here, um, I'm my personal opinion. Once we hold this 
level and go back up and break out from the 48k and this time i think we will we will easily see 40 uh, 52 53k but don't forget uh once we break out from that level there is a massive gap here based on the price volume right so it, we could see an easy pump back up to the 55 uh, 58k levels and 58k is super important because it's also our an important key um uh, that's Fibonacci a 702 level. right Yep. Yep. 702. Perfect. So Johnny, I'm not sure if you had a question. Yeah, I do. Uh, hey, Selman, on that chart, and by the way, I love that. Yeah, we need we need to, you know, to see that break through 48, we need to see a large volume and a big green bar to pass through it. But Selman, can you connect the tails at the bottom of the chart? I want to see. I want to I know we can go below that. You know your trend line that you got there? You mean this yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. Connect those two green tails. Well, how low can we go if we if we look Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, take a look um, at those tails. Yeah. What, that's that also mean? another uh, possible scenario that we just see a liquidation because these. Yeah, let's just. This see. was just liquidation. All right. So, this would be worst case scenario thirty six, thirty seven k. So thirty. All right. So I'm going to be looking for thirty seven k. All right. So, all right, so we see a thirty six, thirty seven, and a quick rebound. We're okay. If it stays there, then we're screwed, right? Yep. I mean, um, a good okay. closing above thirty nine k uh, is key. I mean especially uh, sitting about 40 would be nice of course but like 39,700 that level should shouldn't be broken like we we shouldn't see a um a daily closing below otherwise there is a chance that we might see liquidation and we drop down to 37 maybe well, short that's... term or we're going to stay there who knows yeah well i guess the point is for people out there who are listening don't panic if it goes below 39 because if you look at that tail we've had tails go below the trend line but then it kicks right back up. So that's what you're looking for. If we get a drop, the 36, don't panic unless it stays there. And, you know, if it comes yep. back up within, what, within an hour, uh, Selman? Or how, how long does it typically stay in that, that bottom tail before it kicks uh, it, back it can up? stay there for a couple hours, okay. definitely. It can stay there for a couple hours. But uh, another thing I'd like to mention is, now this is not really healthy to say that right now. It's too early for that. But on the four-hour time frame, we can actually see a bullish divergence. This is too early to say, guys, jump into it. Um, bullish dive, like in general, divergencies are better uh, on higher time frames. So once we see that on a daily, this would be amazing. This would be a great buying opportunity. So currently, you know, we have um, lower lows, but higher lows for RSI. But it's too early, and and um, once we get that, you know. Um, drop and great support above 39,700 um, and RSI still going higher. This could be, you know, another risk you can take to buy at least a portion um, uh, of your favorite cryptos. Yes, Salman, I think there's something everybody should be aware of. It's we always ask for these pullbacks as retail investors. And then when they come around, there's always a fearful narrative to scare us away from accumulating. But right now there is no fearful narrative. There's no reason for people to be bearish on Bitcoin this is just a retracement. This is just standard price action. And if you guys are enjoying this content, please smash that like button and show us some love. If you want to learn more about any of us, the best place to do so is the 3T Warrior Academy. But with that being said, we're going to hop into our first article for today. Thank you, Selman. That was amazing. Mexico's third richest billionaire warns of severe dollar inflation and says to buy Bitcoin to save your skin. So the third richest billionaire in Mexico warned that the U.S. and several other countries are going the exact same route his country went through back in the 1980s when they experienced hyperinflation. So obviously his country being Mexico. <coughs> his net worth is currently $13 billion, and he says, I know about hyperinflation. I've been there. And it's not the same to know it in theory as to actually be a victim of it. The bad news is that the U.S., Japan, and the U.K., and the Eurobloc are going the exact same route that Mexico went through in the 1930s. The reason for this hyperinflation taking place is because we have fake growth from the Federal Reserve balance sheet. He showed that the U.S. total assets, which grew from $800 billion in 2005 to just under $9 trillion this year, was all money printed out of thin air. So every dollar printed devalues the circulating currency that much more. I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow and get some thoughts and opinions on, are you anticipating hyperinflation happening for the dollar? And if so, are you going to be using Bitcoin as a hedge against that inflation? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I, I always ask myself, what will be the time frame? 
And I do not expect at this moment that there will be hyperinflation tomorrow. I mean, I really, I don't expect it. So I'm I'm just accumulating my my stuff, but I think it 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 will inflate over years, but certainly not hyperinflation. However, um, um, yeah, in, in the 80s, you know, I'm also already somewhat older. I'm, I was also in the 80s. And, and as long as your salary goes up, the prices go up, actually, there is not so much a problem. As, as long as your, your, as your salary or your income rises with, together with the prices, with this, this whole game, why is this whole game? If 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 the if the if the elite and, and the banks are able to to devalue the dollar with maybe 50% in the coming five to ten years, then the debt from all the governments all over the world will be relatively seen also half. So actually it's a whole game to to yeah to 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 get this debt a, a, lo- a lower value. Well in absolutely form it will be the same. So yeah, you know, it, it is. We have to deal with it. Um, bit, of course, Bitcoin will go up. Actually, the dollar will go down. The euro also will go down. And also, also this morning, I, I heard a story about the 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 the, cent, the the European Central Bank. Yeah, is not doing so much at the moment. And if you compare it with the uh, with with the Fed, American Central Bank. So I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, what's happening in Europe, but uh, actually I'm not so afraid about uh, about hyperinflation. You know, the, the message is make money, study, buy Bitcoin, and also keep your job and try try to make money and, and dollar cost average in to, to hedge yourself against the going down of the of the of the of the dollar and, and euro. But hyperinflation, you know, that that's what we saw in Venezuela and in, in Turkey and Japan in the 1990s. Yeah, you know, it's it's all huge words to to scare people. And, and it seems like we're on the brink of something massive. Like even seeing a seven percent inflation rate right now for someone my age, it's the first time I've ever really experienced something like this. And it is impacting people, whether it's gas prices or grocery store prices. But it's like you said, what's the best hedge against inflation? A surplus of cash, right? Inflation really only affects the smaller retail investors and the real citizens. So. I mean, that's easier said than done. But what we can anticipate going forward is them trying to roll us into a central bank digital currency because that's even worse than the dollar. I have a great quote here where it says, furthermore, they will be tracking 100% of your spending, what you spend and how you spend it. They're pretty devilish was the quote. But I thought that was really interesting because you can tie in your political views and your social situations to your finances. And we see that taking place in China right now. I would love to show us a tweet. I'm skipping around here a little bit. But in China right now, people, and there's not many who are aware of this, there's 25 million people locked down in Shanghai, policed by drones that have facial recognition and give political order. People who go out on their balconies without masks are being directly fined in their central bank digital currency accounts through this facial recognition. I'd love to go to Mario as we tie these two articles together. And what are some of your opinions on a central bank digital currency coming and that being used as a way to shift this inflation away from fiat and into this new digital fiat system. Well, that gives us a glimpse of what kind of control the government will have when central central bank digital currencies come, right? Where to the point where you can be penalized without without any control. Like you 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 come out of your line, and then they could just go and penalize penalize you directly through a central bank digital currency. Um, I haven't been keeping up with what's going on in Shanghai. I've just been seeing some some new some tweets here and there about uh, you know all the people that are uh in lockdowns and they're they're struggling to get resources food water and stuff like that um but um but yeah as far as the central bank digital currency we know that that's going to bring bring in more control we know that that's what they want ultimately uh they could we've spoken about here before johnny crypto has said many times that you know they could literally force us to pump money back into the economy through central bank digital currencies um yeah, it's inevitable. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think of, as far as the inflation, we're you know we're seeing the inflation. Are we going to get to hyperinflation? I think things will get worse before they get better, but I don't know if it will get to that point. I don't know if the government will allow it to get to that point. Um, I don't really know what to say about that, but I just know that salaries are not keeping up with it. Um, 
we, I know that in the state of New Jersey, they do have a plan to get minimum wage up to $15 by 2025. And so what they're doing is raising the salary $1 every year. But that's that's not keeping up with, with the rate of inflation. Absolutely not. So. Yeah, totally agree with you, um, Mario, on the inflation thing. You know, at the end of the day, as Andrew said, it's a double-edged sword. Inflation helps eliminate the debt. The bad news is nobody's salary is going up anywhere near the rate of freaking inflation. You know, go look yeah. at the gas prices. They freaking double. My salary hasn't doubled, right? Your salary's not. It's never mm-hmm. going to keep up with inflation. That's how they steal your money yeah. in your pocket. That's how, they, that's how they transfer wealth, guys, right? So that's problem number one. And number two, you know, whether on the discussion of whether or not we think, you know, hyperinflation will come to America, let me remind you what the elites did to us in 2020. They shut the whole fucking globe down. The whole fucking thing. Shut it down. The whole world. We're shut fucking down because they know they have to control us by fear. So if you think they won't drive hyperinflation in the U.S., if they need to do that, because if they need a certain level of fear to push their agenda, they absolutely will drive hyperinflation. They'll run it right through us and they'll stick it right down our throats if they need to. So don't think for a moment they won't. What you need to do is be ready. Get your shit together. Join the academy. Join the free discord. Come in with the community, start talking ideas, sharing ideas of how to protect yourselves and your families at the end of the day, because that's all you can do. You're not going to stop it. But what you try to do is profit off the infrastructure that's going to come to enslave us. I mean, that's the bottom line. The, the, the Mexican guy over there called it out perfectly. The CBD system is the worst freaking thing we could ever hope for. None of us want it because it means ultimate control, right? Because we're going to be on a social score system. You don't listen. You get penalized. The whole thing, that's all coming. The only advantage we have is we know it's coming early. And you got to start investing in some of those rails that are going to put that system in place to hopefully break through the chains. So that's that's the thing, kids. Fear. They're going to use fear to control it, but don't be fearful. Have a plan. Start investing in the right places now. And hopefully that'll put that'll set us free. What I think is really interesting is that conspiracy is turning into reality right now. We're seeing a lot of the things that we've talked about being potential, you know, dangers in the future, such as a social currency score or a central bank digital currency already being used. And they're tying these two systems together where your political views may hinder your financial ability to spend your money. But what I want to point out is that there's a structural flaw in the fiat system where every single time money is pumped into the system, whether it's to the poorest people, the working class or to the elites, what happens is that money goes into the system and people use it to purchase assets. And who owns these assets and companies are the ultra wealthy. So when let's say $1,400 got distributed as a stimulus last year, do you know how many people spent that stimulus money on Amazon? Do you know how many people spent that stimulus money on eBay or in the grocery store? And who owns these things? It's the same exact people who are profiting the most during times of inflation and deflation. There's no standard for change. And I'm not really sure how you, how you move away from a system like that where it's so ingrained that when money comes in, it goes from these people up the food chain to these people. And we start the process over of printing new money and it goes back up the food chain. I'd like to get some comments from Andrew Cashflow. The, the story you just told me, it the, reminds me to the book, um, The Richest Man of Babylon. Yep. And one of the, the last chapters is written that the, the king demanded to give everybody an amount of money so that they can improve their lives because there were very poor people and rich people. And so what happened? Everybody got money. And after a while, the, the situation was exactly the same. The people who had before money got some money. They don't have the money anymore. And the richest people in Babylon, they have they, they own all the money. So what is happening? The lesson is there. Mindset. Mindset will be, if you have money, what do you do with your money? Do you give it to the rich because you are buying those new shoes and the new dress and the new uh, watch and the new car? Or you say, no, I will keep my, my, my living standard low and I buy assets, you know? And yeah, that, that's the whole lesson. And you should start, if you're already started, start now and, and keep doing it, keep accumulating. And, and if you get this, this, uh, this stimulus check, I don't know what exactly what the status is in 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 the US but yeah invest it and and yeah and come to the academy and learn 
learn, talk with us, come to the AMA uh, 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 sessions and, 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 and speak with us about what, what are your worries, get, get advice. However, we are not financial advisors, but we can certainly guide you in, in the right direction. I completely agree. And we're in a system right now where the rich only get richer. It's not a, it's not a saying, it's not a conspiracy. The way that this works is when new money comes into the market, it only has a few directions to flow and that money doesn't stay stagnant for very long. So once people spend their money, it typically goes into the exact same hands who are profiting the most right now. But I'd like to go to Selman and get some comments on European inflation as a citizen in Europe and not in the United States. Are you, are you feeling the effects of inflation and are you anticipating hyperinflation taking place in your region? Yeah, absolutely. There is inflation everywhere. I said it uh, before. Inflation is everywhere, guys. The only thing um, I believe, Andrew uh, actually mentioned that, um, hyperinflation is not going to happen like boom, instantly. It's it's a, pro a process. It will happen um, if we continue to, um, if our government is or central banks are still continuing to print money. If they, uh, if we still have so much government spending, it is going to be like, it's, it's uh, how it is. So even like the big companies, if they don't pay that much tax, you know, and, and uh, they put the whole burden on, um, on us, on uh, the normal uh, citizens, of course, this will continue. Like then hyperinflation is indeed important i don't really think that we're gonna see some kind of like venezuela but we could really see something like in turkey where inflation is like 60 percent for other sources it's even 140 percent that's huge but like venezuela is something different i don't think we're gonna see that but even if we did uh it's very important I, i've seen like a video on uh tiktok where where they asked uh, donald trump like um what would you say or recommend with one word and he said knowledge and that's so true um i realized a couple days later what he really meant uh, by that it's knowledge guys you need to educate yourself richest man in ba uh, babylon definitely read that book it's always the same if you don't educate yourself if you if you, everybody in america for example you got so much money a friend of mine got received forty thousand dollars it's some people only 1400 maybe but like at the end that guy was smart. He already knows how to invest that money. He made more money out of the forty thousand. But anyone else bought gifts for their uh, for their children, bought something, you know, and it's gone. Bought a new phone, maybe. And that's the problem, guys. We need to educate ourselves. That's why we're doing this here. We need an academy so that uh, the community can help each other because we need to get prepared for what's coming next. You will own nothing and be happy. Don't forget that. Yes, 2030, you will own nothing and you will like it. Abs, I think we need to start off every single show where you can buy XRP. <laughs> I don't I Tell him, Johnny. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times do we got to tell you? BitTrue, Uphold, and KuCoin, guys. You can buy it at those three areas for now. But, uh, yeah, I just it just cracks me up. But, yeah, so anyway, you're right, though, Selman. Um, I think at the end of the day, we will, you know, whether hyperinflation rolls in heavy or not, so it's going to be. It makes sense that you're going to feel it globally because the central banks are pumping up money every in every country. So it's only it just it's disgusting actually. But it sorry. is a global narrative, and we're going to continue bringing you guys this stuff. We'll hop into our next article here, where it says billionaire Peter Thiel says Bitcoin could rise 100 times. He unveils Bitcoin's enemy list with Warren Buffett being at the top. So. Billionaire PayPal co-founder and close friend of Elon Musk shared his list of enemies from stopping Bitcoin to, <laughs> of doing a 100x. So the enemies list is a list of people who, who I think are stopping Bitcoin. So it was really funny to read this article because saying Bitcoin is going to be worth $4 million, God knows about the time frame he's talking about here. But he says the central banks are going bankrupt and we are at the end of the fiat money regime. So Warren Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway CEO, Warren Buffett, called Bitcoin rat poison and said, I don't own any and I never will. Uh -huh. Peter Thiel responded by saying, I think the sociopathic grandfather of Omaha is perhaps the most honest and most direct in his neglect and hate for Bitcoin. So I thought that was really funny. A little bit of beefing between billionaires. You know, it's pretty cool. I'm not into sports, so this is pretty the closest thing I get to sports, I guess. But I think this is really funny because... There is dispute, but there is adoption at the same time. Warren Buffett is investing in Bank of America 
just because he's not buying Bitcoin, Bank of America holds the most crypto patents in the industry. And so, so honestly, Johnny, I'd love to go to you for some comments. Why don't you take the floor here? I just love this shit. I love this is beautiful. I love it. I love it. First of all, so you got the old dog, you know, Buffett, who's saying, you know, that he doesn't want it. He hates it. Discussion. You got Jamie Dimon, who said in 2017 he would fire any of his employees who were using Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Meanwhile, they were developing patents in it. And now he says yesterday or this week that, oh, this is real. Bitcoin or uh, cryptocurrencies are real and they're here to stay. So it really it cracks me up. Um, <coughs> it cracks me up to see that. These guys tell you one thing and then they do exactly the opposite. So, um, you know, if they're sitting here and they're telling you don't do it, it's poison, this and that. There's a reason why they're telling you, right? That's the game plan. You got to understand. George Carlin said it best. I wish I had the picture, but I don't. But I'm going to say the quote because I love it. And he said, guys, there's one big club. And guess what? You ain't in it. You and I ain't in it. These guys are in the club. They have a plan. They're playing chess. You're on the other side of the board. And they got all the moves already figured out. So one guy says one thing, the other guy says another. Meanwhile, they know what's really going on behind the scenes. And that's what you see happening here at the end of the day. You got all these guys who are playing that you just said it apps. Bank of America is so heavily invested in in crypto. So yep. is JP Morgan. So is Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs and and you know Grayscale. And they're telling you not to do it. It's like it's comical. It's a hypocrisy off the fucking charts. It's just a joke. So as Coach always says, don't do what the billionaires say. Do what the billionaires do. They're all buying Bitcoin. They're all investing in crypto technologies for the future. And we're doing the same thing. And we're going to continue seeing this adoption take place. We've been covering stories endlessly these past two or three weeks, whether it's Grayscale, Visa, <coughs> MasterCard, Chase, JP Morgan, all of these companies are starting and buying into cryptocurrencies. It's not just Bitcoin. They're starting to look at Polkadot, Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, all these other major currencies. I'd love to go to Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about him not only criticizing Warren Buffett, but criticizing Jamie Dimon and Larry Fink as well, the BlackRock and JP Morgan CEOs? Yeah, you know, it's, it's what, uh, what Johnny already said. Don't, don't do what they say. Do, do what they do. And... You know, and when Warren Buffett said for the first time, uh, cryptocurrency is red poison, mm. I think he meant it. And you know why? This is a guy of over 90 years old yeah. or uh, 89 years old. He has a paradigm. Yeah. And he cannot help he has a paradigm because he all his life he made money with just stocks investing and another kind of investing. He never heard about it. He has difficulty understanding it with such an old, yeah. Uh, his, his old habits. So, but on the other hand, I think I think he's a quick learner, and and because he said once it is red poison, yeah, it's difficult for him to to change that paradigm. So, what he will invest in something else, which is uh, Bank of America and some other small companies, you know. And, <laughs> uh, so, you know, Warren is not is not stupid, and so all those other guys are also not stupid. So that, that's why, again, come to the 3T Academy and we'll teach you what they do and what we do. And then you can make up your mind what you like to do. And there's always going to be a narrative of fear, but you brought up something really great, which was Peter Thiel further noted that Buffett has a bias that makes him long on the fiat money system. So, of course, he's going to be biased. He made 80 billion freaking dollars using the currencies. <laughs> I mean, in the uh, the analysis to the market that he has now. So I wouldn't expect him to evolve and say, you know what, guys? Actually, I'm totally wrong. Bitcoin's the future. But Michael Saylor did that. We've seen him be one of the most successful investors over the past 24 to 36 months, specifically by investing in Bitcoin. Selman, what are some of your thoughts on this article? Yeah, I just want to make a comment on this uh, in like a, like how to invest when you hear something like that. What should we do? Um, basically, guys, everybody's like this is a this is. A normal strategy. Whenever people are super bullish, if we are we we uh, we have greed in the markets, what you want to do is you want to take profits because the majority of people they always lose money here in this game. So if you see people currently talking about like um, a recession, uh, it, we're going to see a bear market. It's it, like you see that um, that um, 
yield curve, et cetera, all of that stuff, right? And and historically, it was always a sign that we're going to see a bear market. And even on TikTok, I see that people are bearish right now. That could mean right now at the dip, this is kind of like the summer, summer vibe, uh, basically in July 2021 when people were giving up. And then all of a sudden, price went up. So, guys, if the majority of people finally believe we are going into a bear market, you'll see that pump coming again. But then make sure that you take profits as we go back up because the, these guys, ARK Invest, for example, Katie Woods, she said uh, within like the next, you know, until 2023, Bitcoin, um, Bit won't, not 2023, I said 2030. Um Bitcoin will hit a million dollars. And then all of a sudden you hear the news 100x for Bitcoin, 100k at the end, uh, at the end of the series. So all of these news events right at the top, people will start believing in that and they're going to buy that, that news event, even though you should actually start selling because now they're getting ready. Because I personally believe we are going to see a bear market this year, um, but they are taking the, vol the chance and the opportunity with volatility, right? They take the, this chance to to slap people one last time to make some good money, and that's why right now they. I personally believe we are going to see a crazy run again, but that's going to be the exit for many, most of us, because take the opportunity, take profits, because when you get these news events with price targets, it's always against you. They want you to fall into that trap, and um, yeah, they want to liquidate their uh, Bitcoin. So watch out please yeah that's perfect Salman. the and most important thing we always talk about is executing our exit strategy so i'd love to kick it to johnny crypto i think at the end of the day here's a point that when i see comments like this it makes me wonder what the audience thinks you know if they think we're maxis and when i see this you know that shout out to johnny ripple hold on this is one of our loyal listeners i'm sure he does not think we're a maxi but continue yeah. with your example no i'm sure he knows but I, uh, for the rest of the listeners and new listeners you know, just just for if you're new here and you're you're learning about us, we are not maximalists on any coin. We believe in diversification. If you look at Coach's portfolio, if you join the academy, you will also see that he's very well diversified into what we call. Um, sorry about that. I forgot to mute my phone. Oh, go ahead. Take your what phone. We, what we call? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hold on, Mr. Yeah, uh, Mr. Is Trump. that Grilling House? Yeah, yeah. No. Mario, he's Probably. talking to you. He says that he's got some money he wants to invest in, and maybe you can help him invest. <laughs> got but, it. Right. Tell, him, tell him to send me a fax. I yeah. mean, email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's well, beautiful, guys. But what I do want to say is that, Johnny, you brought up something very important, which is we all take a well-diversified approach here. Whether we all have different investing strategies, but one thing we all have in common is Bitcoin is not our largest holding. We're just bringing you the most relevant news and the most relevant and impactful information every day. And Bitcoin's still the currency that leads the market. So if we get some bullish price action for Bitcoin, we're going to get some bullish price action in the altcoins as well. If you guys are enjoying this comment, please show us some love and smash that like button. There's 252 listeners out there and we appreciate all you guys. So comment down below, show us some love. and We love interacting with you, but we're going to keep it with Johnny Crypto because we actually have a tweet from at Johnny Crypto with a K with two zeros at the end. Go smash that follow button for this guy. Well, we have some huge news. Ripple is excluded from CME's group, Mover to Broader Crypto Adoption. So the CME group plans to launch 11 new cryptocurrency reference rates and real-time indices beginning on April 25th. These are going to be vital for institutional adoption. And what I thought was so important was the 11 cryptocurrencies that they chose to list daily on this exchange, which is the new, the new 11 cryptocurrencies reference rates will include Algorand, Cosmos, Solana, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Stellar Lumens, Cardano, Polkadot, Chainlink, Matic, and Uniswap are all going to be covered and listed not only by the day, but by the second. This is going to be huge for institutional adoption because Johnny Crypto tweeted it out. We will start right there. Mr. Johnny Crypto, what's on your mind? <laughs> hey, can we see that beautiful tweet again? What, what of course. A great what a great highlighting effect that was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, COVID passed out, half drunk. I could, barely, I mean, half COVID drunk. But um, what's important here, when I was reading this article, the 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 headline caught my attention at first, and I was kind of pissed that like, oh, XRP is not part of it. But as you read through the article, it makes sense why they're not. But what was fascinating about this was, was that first highlighted box up there where it talks about how this is vital for institutional adoption because what it does is it brings instant credibility to a market that was seen as a joke by the institutions. If you think about this, right, 
Now, on the floor of the CME, you're going to have tickers on there. And they're going to have, it's not going to be just stock tickers no more. Now you're going to have these 11 cryptocurrencies that are going to be tracked, right? This is step one, guys. This is fucking huge. Like when I was just like, holy cow, when I saw this, I was like, wow, this is big because it's instant credibility. And, and even though XRP is not part of this now, if you read the article, it explains that. Yep. You know, right now, the last thing they want to do is take a chance and go with it while it's still under lawsuit. But the minute the lawsuit gets dropped, the nice thing about this, they'll just continue to add tickers to this thing over and over and over as as um, certain ones make sense. And I'm sure XRP will end up on this board sooner or later. But the promising news here is this is what we want. We want to see adoption and we want to see regulation. Well, adoption is starting to happen slowly. And when regulation comes, that'll really fucking, that'll kick it in the ass and blast it off. But you can see all the pieces are getting put in place. This should get everybody excited if you're well diversified. I'd love to go to Mario next, but what I look at when I see these 11 cryptocurrencies listed is I'm sure that they went and asked banks and institutions which currencies they would like to be investing in. So we'll kick it to Mario next while Andrew Cashwell grabs the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yes, must we be keep the president it. ringing his doorbell. <laughs> or maybe... Or maybe it's Garlinghouse. Maybe you gave him Andrew's number instead of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we keep seeing we keep seeing some of these. I'm looking at the list, and we keep seeing some of these cryptocurrencies be uh, they, they they keep getting the, the 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 spotlight time and time again in, in many platforms. Like some of the platforms that we see offer cryptocurrency buying and selling, like yep. Robinhood, PayPal, like those super mainstream platforms. We keep seeing Bitcoin Cash being on there, Litecoin. Um, and now we're seeing some of the others show up like Cosmos and stuff. And I think that that's a good sign potentially just indicates that these are cryptocurrencies that have a pass or that they don't really fall into the category of, of securities. We did see last week that Gensler is finally, finally willing to work with the CFTC. So he's basically saying, Hey, yes, there's some cryptocurrencies that are not securities. Not like a few months ago where he said that even stable coins were securities. So Crypto market is here to stay, guys. Uh, just keep diversifying yourself. Keep looking at these things as signs and, and as as a, as a confirmation that these are some of the cryptocurrencies that you should be investing in. You know, Bitcoin Cash, nobody really cares about Bitcoin Cash. But hey, look, look at the chart. Look at how suppressed the price is compared to the rest of the market. Yet this cryptocurrency is listed everywhere where retail, retail uh, investors are at. So that I, I look at that as a sign. And so, yes, I do buy some Bitcoin cash with the speculation of, of the price going up because of the fact that it's so widely available. Yes, I'd like to go to Selman next. What are some of your thoughts on institutions wanting access to these 11 particular cryptocurrencies? And is there any in this group that you're really bullish on? Um, to be honest, I don't really have a comment on that because um, that's a very deep topic where I need to do more research. Mm. Got it. So we'll kick it to Andrew Castle. Any comments from you? Yeah, you know, I'm was that the door. Was that, was that the president? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> when you left, we were just wondering who was at the door. Was that the the president over there, uh, Andrew? Yeah, 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 that was a delivery guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we yeah, I'm a fan of, of Atom, and not 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 so much about uh, that it is only Atom, but it's the whole ecosphere of Atom. It's an whole with their inter-blockchain communication protocol, they just connect blockchain after blockchain in with each other. And this this IBC protocol that is so, yeah, so 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 excellent designed that, that they can just build uh, or let let all those blockchains communicate with each other. And I think it's such a, a, a fantastic concept to do that in this way because every blockchain has its has its own responsibility to to be responsive to be to have a high uh, high uh, transactions per second to be uh, to be robust and and but still they can all work together and that that's yeah that's really different than than other blockchains however there are blockchains that do more or less the same um yeah and not only last uh, point of course all the all the airdrops in the in the atom system yeah i also liked it very much yeah and you've been talking about it for quite a while because there's so much opportunity there, so why wouldn't you be right? But there's so I more. Would say, I always say, buy a little bit of Atom, buy a little bit of uh, Osmosis, and buy a little bit of Juno, and, and you'll get some airdrops. Some airdrops are only uh, two, two, three dollars, and other airdrops are much more. But yeah, you know, I'll teach, I'll teach you in the academy. 
Of course. And we're talking about five figures. A little bit more means five figures. <laughs> I, I think I think G, you are doing exactly the same as what I'm doing. <laughs> look at that confident look on someone's face. But I want to continue with the institutional adoption. We had a survey take place where 72% of financial advisors would be more likely to invest their clients' money in crypto if a spot ETF were offered in the US. This survey was conducted by the NASDAQ, but we talk about this all the time. What is the most important thing? Regulation. Are we going to get that regulation? And then these big boys are going to have the opportunity to come into the market under guidelines and, and protections that they would typically have in the stock market. Johnny Crypto, do you have any quick comments before we continue? Yeah, I mean, they're just waiting for the rule book. That's all they're waiting for. As soon as that rule comes out, they'll exploit it and they'll play it. And it's going to be great for everybody who's in now, nice and early. So I encourage you all to do that. And there was a great question that came up here. I don't know if Mario has an answer for it. Maybe if it's time to get get if there's a chance to get to it. I love I was typing from the audience. <laughs> I was typing. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll I'll uh, I'll say it live rather than than typing it. Thanks, Johnny. Um, so I I did look in. It's funny because I did come. Um, I was I was setting up the little tipping jar on my Twitter account this weekend, and I noticed that they had an option for for Bitcoin in the Lightning Network. And they are partnered with um, Strike, I think it is, for that. Yeah. So the I haven't really I haven't really <laughs> dived deep into the Lightning Network, but it seems to me like the Lightning Network kind of makes it a little bit more centralized. It seems like there's a lot of centralized platforms that are that are operating it. So again, I don't want to get this wrong because I haven't really dive deep into it, but that's the perception that I that I get. It's that it makes Bitcoin a little more centralized with platforms like Strike and 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 a few others. But yeah. I don't think it's like Flair though. Uh Flair is trying to create this bridge between um between uh blockchains. I don't think that's that's what uh the Lightning Network. The Lightning Network is just trying to speed up transactions, make Bitcoin Bitcoin a little bit more like cash or like using your debit card where you could go to Starbucks and pay for your um for your coffee using Bitcoin and and for the transaction to happen right away rather than having to wait hours. <laughs> so yeah. And we, we covered a story last week where we, we brought our listeners who was partnered with Strike. And we found it was Whole Foods, Chipotle, Walmart, McDonald's, all of these major, major global industries where we're going to start seeing Bitcoin being used for payments. And I'm not sure who's going to want to sell their Bitcoin. And I even said that last week, but they will have the opportunity. So more utility is going to be there. But we have another great story about adoption. Right now, the NFL, Nike, Amazon, Apple, Disney, Google, and the FBI are all hiring for crypto-related jobs. We'll kick it to Selman. No research needed here. What are some of your thoughts on these big, big companies not only being bullish, but actually hiring people specifically for crypto? For that, I do have some knowledge. So um, all I can tell you guys is, especially FBI and then the RIM, the, I want to say RSI, but the IRS, um, basically... <laughs> You know, they will come up with a great team, especially here in Germany and many countries. You're going to see the tax department, especially uh, focusing a lot on crypto, because right now you think it's decentralized. You can't track some people are using tornado cash to, you know, uh, for money laundering, maybe who knows. But like all of them are trackable and they're going to come up with a great team and they will do all the work, uh, especially here in Germany, for example, you have 10 years to pay that tax if 10 years passes and you and they uh, haven't found you uh you know take uh, you know pay, paying your taxes uh you're free but like in the in these 10 years they will come up with a great team and they will do everything to make sure you every single person um on earth pays the taxes not only in germany but also in the states so it, it, it is an important deal and when you see fbi and and not nfl etc that's like the fun part but for me it's more like the fbi the, the institutions right the the governmental government basically or you know uh, every everyone that is involved with the government i would say if you see them now focusing on crypto this is a very big a big step and you guys know also what uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, mentioned uh, at the conference, he said that policy is key and don't get scared by policy. When policy comes, you'll see how all these institutions, for example, Nike, Amazon, everybody will jump on this train. And he also said that um, it's going to be part of the S&P 500. It's going to be there, the 12th sector there. Amazing. So that's why th this this kind of um, update is is 
pro, um, progress. It means wait for wait a couple more years. We're too early, and you're going to be so wealthy. I'm with you, and we're going to keep the ball rolling here. Where we have Elon Musk suggest making Dogecoin a payment option for Twitter Blue services. So Elon Musk has been a huge advocate of Dogecoin since day one, which I find very interesting. But what I always think about is that Saturday Night Live episode when me and JV were watching that thing happen live. Dogecoin went from $0.70 to $0.47, specifically based off what Elon Musk was talking about on the program, which I thought was so interesting. So his voice is not only impactful, but very, very relevant in the crypto space. And specifically in this project, I'm not sure Dogecoin would even be what it is if it wasn't for Elon Musk. But what he said here was he suggests one of the payment options could be to pay in Dogecoin. An active Twitter Blue subscriber gives you access to premium features like undoing a tweet. So there's other options that make Twitter Blue um, a, a, a good investment strategy or, or a good opportunity for regular people like us. It's only $3 a month, so there is opportunities there. But I'd like to go to Andrew Cashflow. Any comments on this specific topic and Dogecoin in particular? No. First of all, the, the, that Elon Musk bought 9.2% of the stocks in Twitter. This is such a fantastic move for him. And actually... This morning, I, I, I was listening to, a, to an interview with Patrick Bet David with, uh, with Ken Gold. Uh, they are all in collectibles and that kind of stuff. But he said, actually, what, uh, what Elon Musk is doing, he is buying his, uh, himself an insurance policy. And I thought, hmm, insurance policy? Yeah, because this guy often is some controversial. And you see how easy it is to get silenced from a social media platform. So if he has 9.2%. He's the biggest uh, investor now in or stockholder in uh, in Twitter. They cannot silence him anymore. And I thought this is this guy is really a genius and I, I love him very much. And Me then too. I think way man you are so you you are so brilliant to to do this. And, and there were two course, things I noticed, right? It's like one thing is that capitalism is amazing because this gives him the opportunity to battle back legally through the purchase of the actual equity. But number two was that JP Morgan owns 9.2%. So Elon Musk went out of his way to purchase 9.2%, the exact amount as JP Morgan to make them both tied as the number one shareholders in Tesla. I mean, sorry, in Twitter. I'll kick it back to you, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They cannot silence him anymore. Uh, and and also the because there is a lot of uh, people now saying yeah let's get uh, Donald Trump back and uh, and then Elon said okay um, there was a lot of um, 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 yeah unrest under the under the staff and, and the management of, of Twitter and then he said okay let's do an AMA you know and that's also Elon Musk he just does an AMA he is open about about everything he he tweets do you like an edit button. <laughs> yes, I found the edit button. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, of course, the whole story about uh, what, 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 what directly went through my mind is he wants to connect one way or the other Twitter with, with the cryptocurrency. And what's more logical, yeah, he's an advocate of, uh, of Doge. So, and it's funny yeah. because he thought Dogecoin was the best cryptocurrency to facilitate payments right now, which is just either a lack of knowledge or just complete bias. But I've got one more story I want to cover on this episode today where it says, Justin, ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood says banks are losing talent to crypto. So they're having to raise wages, raise wages to attract talent and they're losing business to DeFi. So Andrew being our DeFi guy, I'd love to kick it back to him for some closing comments. I, I can only say... Um, I make. I, I just. I just cashed out some uh, some Terra Luna, yeah. When it was about one hundred dollars, and I put it immediately on on on, on Anchor Protocol for twenty percent APR. I mean, that's insane to, to do something like that. So, and the more and more pressure will come on centralized exchanges, the more and more. Uh, engineers and, and and programmers and and architects will think about ways to diversify from centralized organized stuff into decentralized stuff. And so, so there is a beautiful future for, for DeFi kind of, uh, of, 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 of stuff in the future. And if, if you study a little bit the, 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 the DeFi possibilities, there are, there are more and more possibilities coming up. I mean, it will, it will, be, it will be such a beautiful world I'm, I'm looking forward to more. 
And I think it's a great indication of just how early we are, whether it's actual crypto assets or the vehicles that are going to be used to take advantage of this decentralized finance. We are so early, guys. And that's why this $40,000 Bitcoin, this short-term pullback, it means nothing to me long-term. We continue seeing billionaires, institutions, and hedge funds leveraging themselves more and more in the crypto market. And if you guys are enjoying this conversation, please show us some love and smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics and of course, I'm very excited because we are only two weeks away from April 21st when we have our Freedom Conference in Phoenix, Arizona, where the whole gang is going to be together. I'm going to get to hug these guys, and I'm not letting go of Johnny Crypto. You'll have to run away from me. So I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Andrew Cashflow. Thank you, Mario Node Defender. And thank you, Mr. Johnny Crypto. I always have a great time with you, so nothing different this morning. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Rise. This is together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Where are the monkeys? And the music. No music. <laughs> Here we go. Man, I'm feeling like that first monkey right now. <laughs> <laughs>